Today we're talking about inventory management uh, and, a, and a pretty cool tool. I mean, we, we got, this was nice. We have uh, Jeff Campbell and Andrea Waters from Inventory Lab joining us today to, to talk about inventory management, some tactics around that. And also they did a really nice job of walking us through uh, their platform. So if you're listening to this, you'll get a really good uh, understanding of what's going on. But if you want to really dive in and see more, more details, you can go to Solozo's uh, YouTube channel and you can see the live stream of this where he's uh, Jeff pulled up, pulled up an account and was walking through all the functionality of it. Uh, but it was really interesting, Chris, cause you know, I've, I've spoken about doing some online arbitrage right now and managing inventory for a bunch of different SKUs that are coming in at random numbers. And it's a little, little tricky. So that's a nice feature. Yeah. I mean, these last couple episodes, we've been talking like book sellers, online arbitrage, retail arbitrage, and this is just another tool to have in your tool chest for inventory management. Um, they went through a little bit of a live demo. So that's definitely something to check out. If you're listening to this, head on over to Slozo's YouTube channel, watch the live demo. But you know, if you're getting started and you need to know your numbers a little bit better, 30 day trial, you can try this tool out. Absolutely. All right, let's jump into our conversation with Jeff and Andrea. What's up, everyone, and welcome to episode 212 of Two Amazon Sellers and a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. Uh, today, we got uh, two guests. I guess we got maybe four Amazon sellers and a microphone potentially <laughs> here. Uh, we got two great guests uh, joining us, and it's going to be really fun. This, I was talking before the show started. I've got a lot of uh, my own personal stories here that I, well, should be relatable to this topic. So we'll go down it. But we're talking about better inventory management. And joining us today, we've got Andrea Waters and Jeff Campbell from Inventory Lab. How are you guys doing? Hey, hey. doing well. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, thank we're, you. we're excited to have you both on. We're excited to learn a little bit more about both of you and also learn a lot about Inventory Lab. Um, I I personally didn't know about you guys until uh, we, we had you got you to come on this show. So I'm excited to learn more about solutions that you guys have for sellers because I know I have lots and lots of questions. Uh, but before we jump into that, we we always like to talk a little bit about the background of, of both of you. You know what what you've been doing previously in your lives what led you to inventory lab uh you can take as much time as you want and andrea why don't we start with you give us a little background on you and uh what you're doing in inventory lab sure so prior to working for inventory lab i actually worked in the criminal justice system um for the wisconsin department of justice um but i handled a lot of the software um it help so that helped me get into Inventory Lab because that's what I do right now. I'm a customer champion. So um, it's a lot of technical support. I also do marketing. Um, so I have a lot of experience with that. And um, yeah, I love Inventory Lab. It's it's where I ended up and I'm so happy to be here. So it's great. That's awesome. And criminal justice, Chris, wasn't that your degree? Uh, yeah, that was. That was uh, <laughs> something I studied. But I, I, I didn't finish the story real quick. They wanted me to go to a prison to do an internship. Oh. I was like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got out real quick. Uh, 
it's so interesting listening to everyone's story and how they, you know, everyone's got a different journey to, to where they are. And, you know, you hear everything. Uh, so criminal justice to inventory lab. That's that's really impressive. Uh, Jeff, what yeah. about you? What about you? Yeah, kind of in a similar vein. You know, I uh, was a 911 dispatcher for 20 some years and then uh, retired from that. And then knew I was too young to actually retire. So I, I just started looking at things to do and kind of fell into the FBA thing. And so started doing some retail arbitrage and that, and then started looking in the inventory lab and then they had a, you know, a job posting. And so that was in 2015 when I got hired. So I've been there ever since. I currently do the customer engagement um, stuff like webinars, things like this, uh, open lab and that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I'm like Andrea, I love it. It's a great company to work for, you know, uh, we love our customers. And uh, short story, uh, Chris, I don't blame you for not wanting to do the internship because my cousin was a uh, corrections officer at Oregon State Pen, and I went to visit him once and he goes, oh, let me give you a tour. And they make you sign all these forms and you, basically if anything happens to you, you get taken prisoner or any of that and something, you know, like you die, you can't hold us liable, give us all of your ID, everything's here. And then you go in and you go through all these locked doors and after, when that first, you know, bar or door uh, closes and you hear the clang and you realize, oh man, I don't have any way to get out of here. Uh, uh -oh. <laughs> and then he takes me, then he takes me under the yard and they're just all these prisoners just kind of walking around and we're walking with them. And I'm like, man, am I a target now? Cause I'm next to you. And he goes, oh, I don't think anything will happen. Oh, that's comforting. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I think I may have watched too much like First 48 or like crime <laughs> and stuff. So I, my expectation was like, oh, I ain't going in there. It's probably not that bad, but I, mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I got it. But it brought me to this space. So it's fortunate. There you go. Yeah, it all worked out. <laughs> Jeff, you're, you mentioned you did uh, FBA for a while. When did you, when did you start doing uh, arbitrage and did you stay with arbitrage or did you do any private label or any of that stuff in your business before? Yeah, I didn't get the, the private label or wholesale did on some online, but mostly retail stuff, you know, um, going into the store back then, um, you know, you could sell Legos, you could sell all these brands that are now, you know, gated and, you know, it takes an act of Congress to get approved, you know, unless you, uh, some groups, I know that there are some groups that you can get approval through different brands by following their steps and that and getting certain uh, accounts through wholesalers and that. But yeah. uh, then it was just, you know, pick up something. I used the Amazon seller app at the time because I didn't know any better. But um, that was before I discovered Inventory Lab and Scoutify, which is actually how I discovered Inventory Lab was with using Scoutify, looking for a different scanner because I didn't like how Amazon's worked. And uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of like the wild west, you know, back then you could sell anything. <laughs> we talk, we talk about the good old days all the time, Chris and I do. And we, we started, we, we did some retail arbitrage and things like that just to sort of learn the platform. I mean, I think both of us, I'm speaking for Chris. Uh, I think both of us had our mindset on private label. <laughs> we just wanted to learn and retail arbitrage. I still think to this day, before you do anything, you should do a little bit of that just to yeah. get your feet wet, just so you understand labeling products, shipping them in, how everything works. Because if you're going to make a mistake, make it with one product uh, as opposed to uh, a pallet with 5,000 units on it. 
Um, that was so you don't want right. to mess that up. You want to make sure you have it down. And then you'll start learning like all the, you know, do you label it or do you let Amazon do it for 20 cents or what do you, you know, you learn so much doing that, that I, we both recommend that to anybody who's looking to get into this business to get started. Um, but it's funny since I did private label, I've done it for since 2014, but uh, I've recently discovered there's some opportunity in online arbitrage and I've been doing it and it has been a wild ride. I've been doing it for about three months and I tell Chris all these stories all the time. I'm like, you're not going to believe what I'm selling right now, <laughs> what I'm selling it for, you know, multi-packing things and doing all this different stuff. So this is really interesting personally to me because uh, there are some areas which I would love to streamline uh, in this process. And I've got some questions for you. But before we jump into that, Andrea, do you want to give us sort of like a, a high level of what Inventory Lab is? Like what what services it it offers? Uh, you know, just cut, if you take as much time as you want, I'd love to learn just more about it and what it does for, for customers. Sure, absolutely. So Inventory Lab is good <laughs> for, um, it manages, it tracks the life's lifetime of your inventory so you can track the lifetime from when you source it to when it actually sells on amazon and um we automatically sync with your amazon us account so um no need to track like your returns or your reimbursements or removals um we track all that automatically for you and um it's just an inventory it's an inventory management you know platform but it also lets you scout and then we also have our other half where you can list and uh send your products in and then it also you can also keep track of your inventory there as well including buy costs um suppliers um anything like that so all of your accounting information in one spot so it's pretty nifty i like it and and this works for no matter what type of seller you are whether you're wholesale, Correct. whether you're doing retail arb or online arbitrage or or private label, like in a private label instance, uh, obviously you don't need to be scanning stuff. But in terms of shipping it in and managing your inventory, um, it like what's the mix of your of your client base? Uh, are they amongst all those types of sellers, or is there a type that is more attracted to this platform? We have um, sellers of all different sizes. We have sellers with multiple employees, you know, that have their own private label. We have um, people that do online and retail arbitrage. Um, you know, we have smaller we have smaller um, sellers as well. It's just a one person business, you know. So we have a plethora of um, users, and you know, it can be anywhere from one person selling to getting just getting their feet wet to someone who's been on the market for a long time and has done you know, has a lot of experience with doing FBA and merchant fulfilled as well. So um, it's all over the place. And the way our platform works is it's extremely flexible. We don't like to, we like to point people in the right direction, but there are so many ways that you can customize your workflow with an inventory lab. Um, it can, it works so well for, like for each individual business because you can truly have control over how you want to manage your inventory with inventory lab um so yeah we have a we have a number of different processes that you can do and yeah it's pretty cool i've got so many questions and i know jeff you mentioned that you can uh potentially share your screen at some point we can take yeah. uh take a look inside we'll we'll, we'll uh 
take a take a peek through here for sure. Uh, for anyone who's listening on uh, the audio version of this, we'll try to uh, describe it as as best we can. But Jeff, what can we start um, sort of at the beginning? Uh, so somebody who is doing retail arbitrage, mm -hmm. um, you you talked about um, scanning products. What? What does that look like? What what features? What are we what are we able to see quickly when if we're just going through a store and scanning products? Yeah, sure. Let me uh, let me share. Uh, I'll stop that one and I'll share my uh, scatter. It's, it's nice that we have uh, people that know how to use uh, Streamyard too. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you guys, yeah, yeah We love Streamyard. Cool. Yeah, it's awesome. All the controls that you can have to move. Just it's like a, you can put on a full production. This is great. So here is. Um, do you want to put that up, Chris? Can he do it? There we go. There yeah. Perfect. So this is uh, the Scoutify app. I just put it over our, our main uh, page there. But what you can do with this is, for example, I'm just going to scan a roll of tape so I can it works as similar to the Amazon seller app except uh, it's got a lot more information on it so so when I scan this uh, you'll note that you can get the Amazon restrictions now this is just new this just came out today so this is actually the first time we're showing it anywhere it's on your show um, so you can get a list of items uh, for this particular one, it didn't come up with an exact match because I scanned the wrong barcode. But let's just say that I'm, you know, selling, I'm looking at face masks that I'm scanning. It tells me it matches my ideal buy, and it also tells me that there's an Amazon restriction on my account. So I can't really sell this. Um, that's would, nice because that's I a would, headache. Yeah. And it's pretty customizable, too. If I were to tap on that, it tells me. Well, it's an ideal buy because I've set up my ideal buy to be fewer than 20 offers. I don't want to be on there with Amazon if they're one of the merchants. And then I have it set as a great rank as the top 5% of those in that same category. But it's restricted for me because it's, you know, you can see all of the restrictions down here. However, if I wanted to right from the screen, I can click on the bottom and it takes me right to Seller Central. And then I can request approval to sell a, sell that item. So it's uh, it's kind of slick right there within the app. You can do all of that. So you don't have to switch to Seller Central and do it. It does it for you. Um, and you can turn this on. Uh, you can check just the uh, conditions that you sell. And if you just sell a new condition and you don't care about all these other ones, then you can just turn those off, you know, just by hitting the toggle. Or perhaps maybe you're a bookseller or you sell collectibles and that's all you care about because you don't ever sell anything new. So you can turn new off and just select those. And then if you don't care about the restrictions at all, you can turn it off completely. But uh, I think when you're out there scanning in a store, you kind of want to know what those restrictions are. Absolutely. And I mentioned ideal buy. You can set up your rank thresholds. Uh, there are several different... Uh, uh, I don't know what you want to call them. They're people that have their own shows, their own websites that do this. You can get uh, the rank thresholds or the listing of how many items are in each category. Several different uh, people put these out monthly. And so you can change these total items and you can set 
what great rank uh, percentage you like. Some people maybe want just the top 1% and that's all they care about. Um, so you can set that for any of the Amazon categories here. And once you set it, um, you can go to the ideal buy, make sure it's great rank only, Amazon's not the merchant, and then set your maximum offers. And that's what we're seeing with, uh, with this right here. Tells me it's a great rank. Unfortunately, I'm restricted, so I'm not even going to waste my time selling it. Uh, if I wanted to go, no, go ahead. Can you enter the your price that you're purchasing it for to see if what the profit is? Exactly. Yeah. The next step is to look at your target cost. It tells you here target cost is two dollars, and that's what's going to get me some profit based on my other settings. But um, I can click there and tells me the rank number or the percentage. But if I want to set up my cost, let's say I'm gonna calculate it as FBA. And so I'm gonna set in, I got this, let's say for $2. And then I can put my list price, maybe I wanna put it in as $12.99. And then what it does is, it'll give you your ROI right there, your net profit. I can check the profitability by clicking on that tab and it'll tell me all of the Amazon fees, pull them straight from Amazon. It'll tell me how much the referral fee, the fulfillment fee is, um, estimated shipping based on what my shipping costs have been to Amazon per pound. And it tells you the total expenses. And based on that, what I'm selling it for, it tells me the net profit of uh, 355 and figures out the ROI. And I can do this for merchant fulfilled or uh, FBA, so I can switch between them. So based on those settings, uh, what ROI I want, which I can set on my settings page. If I want a 50% ROI, I can set that here. I can change that if I want a lower one. And based on that, it'll tell me what my uh, target cost will be based on the list price. And you can see that just below the top section where it goes, gives you the ASIN and then the target cost. So if I bought that at $2, I'm going to hit my ROI that I've set. So, uh, and like I said, you can just tap here and, and change that to uh, merchant as well. So I can calculate as merchant, put in my merchant fulfilled shipping uh, costs, save that, and it'll also calculate my uh, profit based on that. And then it also gives us a history. I can see if I've ever sold that ASIN uh, or purchased it in the past. And the top section there right at the bottom says on hand. It would tell me if I had on hand already. If I, if you do a lot of different products, sometimes it's hard to keep track. So yeah, that's where that I'm at. <laughs> yeah, that'll tell you if you have on hand already in your account. It's like, oh, I already have 50 of those. I don't think I'm going to get any more of them, you know, that kind of thing. Can, That's you list it? can you list it from there? You can't list it from here, but what you can do then is if I do like everything that I see, I can add it by using the green button on the bottom left. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put in my cost, um, say $2. I can put in a tax code. Let's just do gen tax. If I'm on a list price, uh, let's say I bought 20 of those. Um, if it had an expiration date, I could put that in. I could put my, you know, my purchase date, supplier, my condition. And then I'm going to add it to a buy list. And what it does is when I click on the little shopping cart icon at the bottom right, um, 
I can check on the buy list that I've added it to. I didn't look and see which one I added it to. So yeah, this is the one. So I've got this buy list of these items that I'm, you know, I've researched, I've added them to the buy list, and now I can either email them to myself or switching here to the um, to the other screen. I can go to my list page. And then this is where you list your items on uh, Seller Central. But I can include a buy list from my account. If I was signed into my account, I can just click here and then I could select the buy list and it would import those into the batch for me. So I don't have to now go back home, scan each item or type in and search for them and then add them in manually. I just click on the buy list that I've already created by scanning here and it adds it to the batch. And then when you add it to a batch, that's where you'll see, you know, here's your items here that are going to, that you're going to send to Amazon. So we make that process pretty, pretty seamless. And you can also, you mentioned a private label or maybe a wholesaler, maybe you get a CSV or a spreadsheet file from your supplier. You can just import that by clicking select file. And then you can import a, a CSV file and create your batch that way as well. So you don't have to retype everything. You may have to make some modifications uh, by clicking on edit to change your, you know, your buy cost or quantity or that sort of thing. But from your CSV file, if you've put those into the columns that request that information, it'll already be in there for you. So it's pretty seamless. Interesting. Yeah, that's the always the biggest pain for me right now is <clears throat> manually going in and listing every single product that I'm purchasing. Mm -hmm. uh, but through that app on the phone, you've already set your your price, your retail price you're wanting to sell it for. So when mm -hmm. you just when you just send that in, that just makes all those listings active in your account with the price that you've set. Yeah, it puts it into the batch. And then the next step would be to send uh, the batch feeds to, let me just hide this thing. Um, next thing would be to send the batch feeds into Amazon. You just review it. If everything's okay here, you can make changes on this page as well. Maybe you want to change the, your buy cost, you got that wrong or something, or maybe the quantity's wrong. You can change that here, submit it to Amazon, and then you can create your shipments on the next page, and then those would show up right, right down here. So you're creating the FBA shipments through your platform. Right. So if I were to submit this, and then right here I'm requesting a shipment plan from Amazon. I'm going to sync with Amazon, and now Amazon's telling us. We don't control the shipments, for one thing. Amazon tells us where they want the items to go. Um, they won't give up that control, I don't think, ever. So um, <laughs> what it's doing is Amazon's figuring out, okay, where do I want all these items to go? It takes a little longer because this had a 1,000 items in it. So this is our test account. Um, so don't think that you're getting a good, uh, some insider information on what's selling. Don't trust that screen. It's just a <laughs> test account. As you can see, we don't uh, sell in this account, and so we, we get feed errors quite a bit or restricted, that sort of thing. So, yeah, so Amazon sends us back these uh, destinations. They want most of the items to go to MDW2. Unfortunately, they only want one of these going to <laughs> there. But now Amazon has a rule, you know, where they want 
if you have a shipping plan, they want all those shipments created from it or you can't create anything. What we do is we have an option now. So if I were to create these, and even though I, it's not cost effective to send in one item, but I can leave that in working shipments. Um, after I've sent this shipment in, I can leave that other one in working for up to 30 days. And so during that 30 days, I might get other batches that I've created. Other items may go to IND2 as well. So if that happens, just to say this is a, another batch that I've created maybe a week later, I've got more items that are going to MDW2 and I can just add to a working shipment by using this. I can okay. pick the shipment I wanna add. It will then combine these into a shipment that I've left holding here that wasn't cost effective before, but now by adding to it from later batches, it becomes cost effective. Interesting. So, yeah, we That's understand the pain point. That's why we've created this option to add to a working shipment because we know it's not cost effective to send in two items, one item. But if you can hold out for 30 days and create more batches, if somebody's creating batches fairly frequently, then you can actually make those cost effective. Um, Andrea, when I do this uh, myself manually, so I'm listing products and then I'm going through the send to Amazon workflow uh, to, to get everything ready to send in, <laughs> A lot of times I'll have to go through um, and check their prep, like, because a lot of times they'll say, oh, you know, you acknowledge that this needs to be bubble wrapped or acknowledge that this needs to be in um, poly bagged with suffocation warning um, and what kind of prep is needed. And, you know, I'm always selecting no prep and following whatever they're doing. Is that taken care of through this, Andrea? Or because I, that, those products just got listed and got into the workflow without having to do all of that. Is, is that taken care of through that or how does that work? So it's not taken care of. We can't um, do that through the Amazon API, which is how we contact, which is how we uh, communicate with Amazon. Um, so we can't, um, but when you are listing, you can see what the uh, prep requirements are. Um, if you go back to the product page, um, if you pull up any product, it will tell you what is necessary for, um, yeah, there we go. So, so it's saying poly here, The prep type is poly bagging. Yeah. Okay. So it's, it's confirmed. I guess what I have to go in then on my end and actually confirm that, uh, before for that workflow to be accepted or are we, is it good? It's good, um, but you can you can start polybagging whenever you'd like. I mean, you can do it before you start packing. It depends on how Amazon wants you to affix your labels, you know, onto the product. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you, you may have to set on some of those, but for if you're going to be setting the prep for items, then you can go to your, like you mentioned, go to your shipment. Um, I was just trying to find a shipment and work on it. Um, and then you have to set that up if it's something odd. Like Andrew said, we can't do the prep uh, requirements on that, but you can review. And I think for prep, you actually have to, let me see here. Yeah, it's usually in the in initial stages of that workflow. Right in the uh, shipping plan file. Oops. Yeah. Get to the shipping queue here. Oops. 
a mouse has gone crazy. This is really interesting though, because this is the work I spend a lot of time doing manually. <laughs> we kind of default, we default mainly to the to what your settings are, but if you get items that you haven't set up before and you need to like prep products where you have to pick that stuff, then like Andrea mentioned before that it's pretty flexible. And so what you can do is you can actually, like if I wanted to, um, for this batch, I'm gonna review it, but I can uncheck this request proposed FBA shipment plans and I'm just going to sync, send the feeds to Amazon. And then what I would do is go back into Amazon and I would upload the shipping plan file that you can create from the closed batch. And that's when you can go in there and you can make all those adjustments to the shipping plan before you actually create the shipments. But you'd have to do that in Seller Central. Got it. Well, it's at least taking away the majority of the effort. <laughs> uh, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so... I've shipped in now. I'm, I've shipped these products in, um, and it's tracking the the inventory for me. I've I've put in my cost of goods, uh, all that's in there. Um, can what am I getting now? Uh, like alerts as to when that inventory is low. Um, you know, in terms of, of completely managing that, so I can stay in stock with these products. What does that look like? Um. Yeah, so this is the FBA page. Um, you can see this is a you get a little alert there. That's one of the things with inventory. If you create the batches through us, we're automatically adding. Uh, let me look at one here that we had sent in a couple of times. Each time you send in uh, batch the batch feeds, we're going to create a line for your cost. Because what we do is for your sales transactions that we can show in just a minute. Uh, it pulls your costs in a first in, first out. So the first items that we have in your account, that's the cost we're going to use. And then for every item after this first one, we're going to use this this cost. If we don't have a cost entered or you haven't entered one yet, then we'll just default for the last one until you have put a cost in there. But what it also does is it shows you know, like in transit how many are on their way to Amazon. And it will show you if we're matching Amazon's information. So once Amazon is synced up and they're reporting that information to us, say when they check it in, you've sent in 10 units. And then all of a sudden your inventory is looking good. But then you'll notice that you get an alert on this for some reason. And then you go to look at it. And you see Amazon reports one unit active, but we only see two in, or we see two in inventory lab. So Amazon's reporting one less. So why is that? Then you can go to your kind of is like a heads up indicator. So you can go to the shipping uh, queue, look at that shipment, see how many were checked in, see if that matches. If it does, maybe they lost something in transit to a warehouse or something was damaged. And so they pulled it out, but that uh, gives you kind of a heads up notification that you need to do further investigation in seller central and find out where that uh, inventory went, but uh, getting back on track to what you said, yeah, we'll show how many are in transit, and once they're checked in, they'll be here on your on hand total. It'll tell you how many are fulfillable, how many are reserved, and reserved is like maybe somebody put in an order, 
they haven't completed it yet, but they don't want to oversell. So they pull up an item from your inventory and put it in reserve. And it'll also tell you if there are items that are unfulfillable, maybe they're not sellable or you got to return back and Amazon marked it as unsellable. So it goes back in your inventory, but it's unfulfillable. And so where Andrea mentioned, you know, we keep track of your refunds and returns. That's where you'd go next would be to your refunds to find out uh, what the deal is with that. Are you able to like favorite items uh, that, that say like, you know, I always want to sell these items. Uh, I don't want to stock out of these, but you know, these 10 SKUs you know, keep, keep alerts on them. Cause I, I don't want to stock out. Yeah. You can use the velocity report. And so what you do is you can create a custom view here. Um, let's see, let me just do a test view and maybe on this, uh, test view, got to modify it to show lead time. So what you do is this you, might be something you might be interested in, like making sure you don't sell out of these. Very right. much so. Yes. So you'd put your lead time in. How long does it take me to put it in order with my supplier? Get that in, get that stuff delivered to me. I process it, send it to Amazon. What does that take? You know, does that take three weeks? You know, if it's 21 days, then I put 21 days in there. And every time something is is tracked with lead time, it shows up on the um, velocity report and then we'll do a, a last seven days rolling and then last 30 days we just kind of keep track of those sales we'll tell you how much is on hand if you have any inbound um, and then we'll also tell you what date to replenish it by here based on your sales over the last you know seven days my replenishment date is going to be one thing or maybe the last 30 days it's going to be another and then I can also set up safety stock. If I want to never get below 10 items, then we'll use that in the calculation as well to give you a heads up even sooner that, okay, you probably should order. And you can set that right here, the safety stock. Um, this report is actually being redone and it's going to give a lot more information. And we're hoping to release that here fairly soon. So this is a uh, this is a report that we've had for a while and it gives you some basic information, but the new one is going to give a lot more and be more flexible too. So is it tracking the inventory that I have in my warehouse or in my house as well? Not stuff that I haven't sent in yet. Cause I noticed on that app I'm, I'm put, I'm, you know, buying it. And then I'm saying oh, I'm buying 50 of them. Does that go into like mine now? I guess I would call that my on hand inventory. Uh, you know, before shipping is, is that tracked as well? Yes. I mean, you could say you bought those 15, you brought them home, but you only want to send them in 10. Uh, in cases like that, you want to use unlisted inventory. You can still attach it to an ASIN, put in your buy cost and do all that. You can actually upload it uh, using a, a CSV file. So you could just mail yourself that buy list and then import it so that they're here on on your unlisted inventory page. And then from there, when you go to the list and prep page, you could then, uh, let me just copy this ASIN here. Let's copy that. And so now when I'm on the list and prep page, oops, I'm going to search for that ASIN. And you see here, it's 
Amazon Plus Unlisted. That's your unlisted inventory and what it does. It looks in both places. So uh, I copied the wrong ASIN, it looks like. Or maybe I don't have any unlisted. Let me go back. Oh, yeah, that's why I don't have any unlisted. So let me do this again. So I'm going to look for this ASIN. And it should show, yeah, it'll show the Amazon listing. But then it shows, well, we have a two-pack. Did you want to sell your two-pack you have an unlisted inventory? If I did, then I would use that. I can send in, you know, say you only wanted to send in 10 of these. I can just do 10, and it would deduct those 10 from 100 in unlisted inventory. And it's pulling in all of that cost, supplier, and purchase date information and expiration date information that you've entered in. Maybe you entered in months ago, and now you're, uh, you know, it could be, something you bought on closeout after Christmas, and now it's getting close to quarter four and you want to send those in, you can then pull them from your unlisted and, and send those in. Or in your case, like you just mentioned, you know, you only want to send in 10 of the 50. You could do that here. And then it would leave 40 and you're unlisted in your warehouse. So it's uh, pretty flexible that way. And you can tag your unlisted with, maybe it's in bin 21 or, you know, tag different locations here and then you can just search by the tag right up right up here or by using the filter keyword or tag for everyone who's listening to the audio version of this this is uh it's pretty slick it's really nice looking seems very easy to navigate seems really intuitive this is nice i mean chris now is we always look at the design of software, how easy it is and the feel of it. Um, but I, I, Chris, I know you probably got a, a lot of questions, uh, you know, both of us do from the, the private label side. I know you're putting in your supplier uh, information. Andrea, is there a ways to communicate with suppliers through here as well? Yeah, if you uh, click on uh, one of the you click on one of the uh, items under unlisted inventory, you can put in your supplier right there. So you can put in half price books if you're doing, you know, retail arbitrage, or you can put in, um, you know, your your um, your seller that or your supplier that you're getting your private label stuff from. And can you send like a purchase order to them? Like if I wanted to reorder product uh, for for a SKU, rather than like send them over a PO that I make up you know, in, in Google Drive, is there a format in here where I could just send them just a PO through through the here? Unfortunately not, but we do have um, some users, we do have a user suggestion in there um, to add, you know, to be able to import from the PO directly into unlisted inventory. So we are looking into it. It is on our radar. We just Good. haven't implemented it yet. That is a nice feature. I think we lost Jeff there for a second. But that's, that's he's probably working on that feature. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's working on that feature. This is really interesting, Andrea. I mean, the inventory is always one. You know, it's a tricky part of the business. It's especially tricky. Here, we can stop sharing that screen. Uh, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Um, you know, it's a tricky part of this this business. Um, you know, for people that are new into selling, it's one of the first things that can for sure jump up and, and get you, you know, it's, it's 
not understanding lead times, not understanding, you know, obviously, especially on the private label side, boy, it is, it's like the worst thing ever when you go out of stock. Uh, your organic <laughs> ranking starts tanking. You're going to have to do some sort of boost on your on your listing when it comes back in. Uh, so inventory management is is really tricky. It's especially tricky now, and it got tricky, you know, during this whole pandemic when Amazon started restricting how much you can send in. Uh, that changed the game for a lot of people. When you've got your stuff on a container and it turn sideways in the Suez Canal and sits there for two months. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem. That. Yeah. Yeah. I can you stop help you with that? Actually, yeah. we have uh, this is fairly new, but it's uh, you can add in your restock limits, your storage limits here. If you're unlimited, like now, I think everybody's kind of unlimited, but there was a time during quarter four where you did have a cubic feet limit. And when you do that, as long as it's on, um, the batch here that has it, you can see right down here that we're giving you these visual indicators of of how much room is left. And so, if you were to go over, let's see, I can set. Let me set the uh, storage limit to not unlimited. Let's make that. Uh, just leave that at a thousand. But now you can see. Oops. So you can see your standard size and your oversize um, when you're approaching the limits. And then if you, let's see, I'll just add folders here, a bunch of those. And you'll see what happens when I try to add a bunch of those. So it's going to notify me that I'm trying to send in too much. Right. It's going to tell you it'll exceed your standard size restock limit if you do this. I can edit the quantity. I can remove them from the batch. Or if I just want to add them in there anyway and just disregard this, I can do that as well. So it gives you three options. So if I were to add that, um, you see right away, I mean, the red, and it gives you the red indicator, kind of shines right there. So you know right away when uh, you're getting either really close or you've hit that limit. So you can look at that. There's a lot in here. Yeah, when we, we were talking, Jeff, while you were while you went away for a second. Yeah, there. sorry about that. A little <laughs> technical a... problem there. Yeah. That's but, a live uh, show, though, right? Exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. It's authentic, that's for sure. There's yeah. no, no editing. You're going to see everything, even when Jeff disappears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, inventory management is a struggle. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Um, obviously, it's fairly simple when you're getting started and you've got one product. If you're in the private label business, it's fairly simple to to, to manage. But as you grow, it can become a, a real challenge. And it can become the thing that you're not thinking about that actually costs you a, a lot of money, not having, not having inventory in at all times is, can be a huge cost to your overall profit for your business. So this is a, this is really interesting. It, what, what, have, what have we missed so far going over here in terms of functionality? Uh, Andrea, is there any, any other uh, 
like main features that you want to talk about? Let us know about. Um, we could highlight the profit and loss report. That's sure. Cool. Yeah, we can do that. And then also one other thing. thing is with third. We didn't oh, talk no. about the Sorry, print. Jeff. So anybody that's printed in Seller Central knows 30 up label sheets. You never hit exactly the right number of labels on those things. So you always have extra labels. So you can tie in a thermal label printer to your account, a Rolo, Zebra Brother, or Dymo. And then when you add items to a batch, say I added these, any of these items in, say these four, it'll print out four labels right away. So you can tie it in that way. If you're doing it yourself, you know, doing some retail arbitrage or online and you get that stuff delivered. That's that's a big help as well, the label printing. <laughs> that is, and that's another thing you don't think about, but I, I'm like peeling off like the extra ones and like <laughs> the spots, uh, trying to save as many of those labels as possible. So I could print them on those 30 piece label sheets like you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, but that is nice. Um, box labels. We'll have to send you some Scotty peelers. We have something yeah. where it has our it has our logo on it, but it's um, just for just for uh, taking labels off of yeah. items. Yeah, so we'll have to send you some. <laughs> I would be happy to have one. Uh, I've got lots of labels to take off. And then the same thing goes for uh, package labels. Once you've got your box dimensions, pick your shipment. It's printing the labels as well, and just slap them on and go. So that you have to do through Seller Central, but yeah, eventually we hope to have that functionality as well. It's just, you know, Amazon doesn't make it easy to do some things. Yep. So you have to take it as no you No way. Do. No yeah. way. Not This is people, really good. Go ahead, Jeff. I was just going to say, people think that we get some inside information and stuff, and we're, we're ahead of the curve when it comes to the changes that are coming, but we get hit with stuff just like the sellers do like this 5% surcharge on that they're charging now and they're, they don't, they didn't send anything to us to give us a heads up and to fix our app. We just had to pay attention to what was going on in the different forums and then update our app with that. We still haven't received an official email from them. So. Yeah, that was a surprise to everybody. I think I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody had too much advanced notice of, of that coming down. I guess it can be expected. I guess, uh, I mean, inflation hits everything. Yeah. <laughs> so it's going right. to hit that as well. This is really neat to look through and walk through. Um, I, know, I know a lot of people are listening and watching right now that are are interested in this. They're, they probably have all the same pain points that I do as well. What do they need to do to get started working with you guys? Andrew, you can take that one. Oh, sure. So um, we actually offer a free 30 day trial, no credit card required. Um, so if you are looking to try us out, um, you can uh, sign up and you'll have access for 30 days. And um, we sync. you can sync your Amazon account. And this is for um, Amazon US only at the moment. But um, we do look to um, expand to other marketplaces, obviously. But yeah, if you just go to inventorylab.com, uh, you can click that free trial button at the top. And um, there you go. You can enter in all your information, your password, and then you'll receive a welcome email to verify your address and every, to verify your email address and everything. And um, yeah, uh, you get 
data up for you get three months of data um synced to your account um we won't let you do the whole year until you sign up but um yeah it can go back it goes back three months uh you can see all your sales your profits and everything um so yeah uh sign up for the free 30 the free 30 day trial first to see if it works for you and your business and um give it a whirl and then what about the app um on your phone is that is that a free app that you can use and then you can join inventory lab or do you need to have the subscription with inventory lab first or how does that work so you'll need the subscription with inventory lab first but it's included in the free 30-day trial as well excellent so want to give it a try yeah well i encourage everyone who's listening to go to inventory lab right now what's what's to lose with a 30-day free trial right <laughs> test it out right. uh, i'll probably be testing this out to see um how this can help streamline a lot of the things that that i'm doing we really appreciate you guys joining us and and walking through everything it's it's been really interesting to see see the software in action uh, listen to your stories this is it's great so we really appreciate it and and thank you so very much yeah thanks for having us yeah thanks for having us on we'll uh we'll get you back on some point in the future maybe in six months or so and see what uh, all the new things you guys are up to it's a constantly evolving space yeah for sure. For sure. So i'm sure you guys yeah. come out with some new technology that'll uh, continue to help sellers so we really appreciate it and uh thanks to everyone who's tuning in right now if you like content like this make sure you subscribe to our podcast we're on every podcast platform out there you can also see these like this one for example you might be nice to see the live stream of this uh, since there was a lot of uh, presentation involved walking through the software. So you can see those on Solozo's social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. You can see every episode we've put out. Uh, we've put out a lot. <laughs> we go almost do one almost every day. So you'll see it all there. Um, additionally, if you're selling on Amazon and you're using Inventory Lab and you've got, you've got your inventory taken care of, but advertising is where you're either having issues or struggling that's where solozo can come in and help uh solozo is a platform that can fully optimize and automate your advertising on amazon uh, you can go to solozo.com right now book a demo you get to talk with either chris or myself we can talk about anything amazon and also how solozo can help automate and optimize your ads uh, so go to solozo.com today all right, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks so much, Jeff and Andrea, for joining us. And thanks for everyone tuning in. We'll see you next.